Welcome back to another episode of Rabbit Ears. I am here today with one of my favorite people, Miss Emily Higgins from the Tasteless Podcast. Emily, what up, babe? Oh, hi. This is so exciting. This is this has been in my calendar. Just like, oh, I have a I have an activity. I have a fun person to talk to. What a day. Oh, I'm so excited. So we are gonna be talking about, I'm gonna say like an a hidden gem of a TV series because I don't think enough people watched it and are aware of it. It's Don't Trust the Bee and Apartment 23. And ironically, this is another show because we had you on for Happy Endings, which was an ABC show that fucked up the airing of the episodes. And this is another ABC show that fucked up the airing of the episodes order and ruined what would have been a phenomenal TV series, in my opinion. This order, the way that you're supposed to watch it is so insane. It's so out of order. If you are watching it, when when you watch it on TV, it jumped around to such a degree that it would have been, every time you tuned in, you would have been like, did I miss something? That's how I felt. And I knew it was out of order and I was still super confused. Let me see if I can. Yeah, I have it. Okay, so I'm going to just read through how it should be watched. So it's season one, episode one, season one, episode two, season two, episode 10, season one, episode five, one, four, two, nine, two, five, one, six, two, twelve, uh, one, three, one, seven, anyhow, so on and so forth. It's literally all over the place. So like there's a, an arc where James Vanderbeek is on dancing with the stars and it's just sprinkled throughout if you don't watch it in order and it's so confusing it's so and even just it, like the relationship between the roommates is like suddenly really different then suddenly and it's like i was so happy to rewatch it in the correct order and be like yes but why why hasn't hulu updated and i feel like netflix had it in the same order because i think it used to be on netflix and it's like guys get it together well so I know that Hulu fucked it up the order as well with Happy Endings, but when Happy Endings went to Netflix, it's in the correct viewing order. Thank God. So there's that. And this is the first time I've ever watched this show in the proper order, by the way. Yeah. I, it it was works really the other way because it is so off the wall, but like, why? They, co they constantly shoot themselves in the foot. I don't know why. I tried to look up and see who was the fucking director of programming uh, during that time because this came out in 2012 and happy endings was 2011 so whoever was making these decisions i hope has been fired i hope they're a disaster i hope so i hope they're thinking about what they did <laughs> i hope they have to just watch the series that they aired in, out of order in the incorrect order in perpetuity that's their just clockwork orange <laughs> eyes pride open style yes that's what needs to happen we're going to devise a saw-type punishment for that person <laughs> and ruin them as they've ruined us. I think that they were, I mean, Fox messed up some shows, but I think ABC was the worst culprit. I think so, too. So we have already discussed whenever you come on, it's going to be for a show that's got the episodes aired way out of order. I have another one for us where two episodes, aired, two, three episodes aired out of order, different nights, different times, and then they didn't air the next, like, 10 episodes what is it wonderfalls brian fuller's first show who did pushing daisies and dead like me okay so i on your recommendation 
recently tried to watch Pushing Daisies, but they literally showed a dog get hit by a car within the first 15 seconds. So I had to turn it off. I wasn't it's, ready for that. I understand. That's that's something <laughs> in movies and TV that will get me. I But in that show, the dog was probably brought back to life. I didn't get that far. I'll probably <laughs> revisit it because I trust your I trust your judgment on shows and stuff. Um, but instead, when I stopped watching Pushing Daisies after 15 seconds, I started Succession because everybody's been talking about that. Yeah. So I'm like on episode eight of Succession. And then I've also been watching Dawson's Creek because this is not planned. But next month I'm recording with Wayne for Dawson's Creek. So I've got a two for James Vanderbeek happening. What a genuine dreamboat. I never saw Dawson's Creek. I love him from Don't Trust the Bee. Uh, that's why I love him. So I watched not I'm not going to get into a whole lot of Dawson's Creek because that's next month. But I watched the first four seasons of Dawson's Creek. And that was what I knew him from. And so then when I started watching Don't Trust the Bee, and he was so meta and so like, there were so many fucking jokes at the expense of that show. And now watching them kind of like together, it's just so fucking great. I love him so much. He's such a joy. He's such a delight in the like sexiest people sexiest episode yes. when he's like trying to be sexy i was like oh no <laughs> like, <laughs> he is so he is just dreamy like old school 90s star dreamy in a way that i don't see as much now so i think he's never been more attractive than he is on don't trust the be like mm -mm. i'm like i said watching him back when he was in Dawson's Creek, and he is super unattractive to me. He grew like, into the length of his head, I feel like. He has a <laughs> long head, and when he got older, he, like, filled it out. It just, he it works. There was, like, one part on Don't Trust the Bee where Chloe gets, um like, a another famous person to be her friend. Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> No, no that, not that one. It was no. the guy that was on like the high school vampire show for three episodes. And Mark looks at him and he says like his head is more proportionally accurate than James was at that age. <laughs> James really was like little face, big long head. Oh, yeah. It's all scrunched in the middle. <laughs> but not Anyhow, now. Okay, so what, what TV shows have you been watching that you want to mention? I have been so, so, so behind on TV. I haven't watched Succession. I haven't watched... I finally watched Hack, um, and I really enjoyed it. It was, like, slightly... As, again, I was a personal assistant to a comedian, so it was, like... I was, like, all right, well, this is what I lived. Uh, but also, I just watched Aquafina is Nora from Queens for the first time. And... Okay. Because I was, like, just... Because I was talking to Jennifer Esposito, and she's in it for a little bit, and I was just like, this is a perfect, like, I'm trying to find, I just moved home with my parents and I'm trying to find half hour shows that are just, that I can put on and that no one objects to. So we've been watching that and Flight of the Concords. Oh, Flight of the Concords. <laughs> so I watched that recently. Just like weird half hour easy shows. I watch SVU every week, always. <laughs> and then... The Salt Lake City Housewives has been very, very, very good. Yeah. So before Emily and I started recording, we talked for at least 30 to 40 minutes about Bravo TV shows because this is the time to be a Bravo fan. It's so fucking good. <laughs> um, I was telling age. you to watch Ultimate Girls Trip on Peacock, and I'm going to tell anybody out there that's listening, I highly recommend it. 
if you don't watch all the different like housewives franchise it's okay because they do like a lot of flashbacks they it's it's a great thing for people who have seen all of them and it's also accessible for those who've only watched a select few so that's my thing (laughs) yeah i don't know i'm so weird um let me see. I Oh, I was going to look and see what shows to recommend to you for your 30-minute thing. Please, what um, can I watch? What I can don't... I put on while we eat dinner and no one will get mad? Okay, so New Girl Classic. is always good. Don't – or not Don't Trust the Bee. The Mindy Project I really like, and I think that one's pretty safe. Um. Oh, Only Murders in the Building. So I watched that. It's on Hulu. It's like little 33-ish minutes, and it's Martin Short – uh, Selena Gomez and Steve Martin, and it is great. My parents just watched all of that without me and kept talking about uh, it, and, and they were like talking about the ending, and I was like, "Guys, I didn't watch this. <laughs> That's fucked." I know. I watched. I watched all of it, and then Dan was like, decided he wanted to watch it, and I'm watching it again through with him, and it's nice because he will start something, and then if I want to watch it again or like continue with it. He then doesn't because he likes to torture me emotionally. <laughs> so, but I've already seen it all the way through. So I'm not sitting on the edge of my seat yeah. waiting for him. Yeah. He can go it's at nice. his pace. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to be sweating his nuts. I couldn't think of another word. <laughs> God. Um, okay. Let me see. We did that. We did that. Okay. Um. So we're going to go ahead and just look back at the year 2012. I thought this came out in 2011, and so I took all my notes for 2011 and then looked at the IMDb page. I was like, oh, just kidding, 2012. <laughs> so the shows that also premiered that year were Veep, oh. Scandal, The Newsroom, and The Mindy Project. Wow. I know. That's quite There's a, a lot more, but like 2012 was fucking solid. Yeah, a lot of shows that went for a long, long time. The Newsroom... I watched was like two-ish years ago and the first I think there's like a speech or like a thing that Jeff Daniels says within the first five minutes and it is it's amazing it's having a lot of commentary about our political system and how fucked things are and even though I was watching it like six or seven years after it was written it's even more true today than it was then I uh I had heard the name and wasn't positive what it was until I saw some article the other day that was talking about Olivia Munn and her baby and John Mulaney and blah, 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 yeah. and had a picture of her in that. And I was like, that is quite the hairstyle. <laughs> she was a news anchor. What do you expect? <laughs> okay, so the movies from 2012, I have a hard time reconciling that these all came out the same year in my brain. Um, but it's The Avengers, The Dark Knight Rises, Cabin in the Woods, and Mirror, Mirror. What a, I love what Mirror, a Mirror. weird, what a weird year. That was that Lily Collins. Yes, and Army Hammer the Cannibal and Julia oh Roberts. God. Army Hammer. Uh, Julia Roberts was the reason I watched it. I was like, I'll get on board for her. The freaking costumes in that movie are just beautiful. Wait, like, is, everything. It's such a beautiful movie. Is that the one where the last part is a Bollywood dance number? Am I no? I-, I don't think so. Was that a different stupid movie? I <laughs> yes, because the mirror mirror ends with like the royal wedding of Snow White and the Prince Charming. What stupid fairy tale movie did I Sha- The dad is Sean Bean and he doesn't die. Oh, good for him. I know. Oh my God. I started watching Troy last night because I, 
I do a fair bit of reading. And so I read this book called The Song of Achilles. I think it's by Madeline Miller, I want to say. And so she basically, it's a retelling of the Iliad, but it's written like a novel would be today. So it's super engaging and like you just kind of get way more into it than you ever would with reading Homer. Yeah. Um, so having recently now read through a version of the Iliad, I was like, I'm going to watch Troy and Sean Bean's in that. And Brad Pitt is Achilles somehow, which is like terrible casting in my brain. I just remember watching that in class. <laughs> As like a historical accuracy. I don't know. I just, I remember it on one of those big TVs that's mounted to the wall in the corner. One of those big CRT yes. TVs that's on like a rig. Yep. Did you guys have, like, video morning announcements? I don't think we did. I think we would just watch movies, and then it would be like, if there was a sex scene, the teacher would go stand in front of it or hold a piece of paper in front of the TV. <laughs> it was like, what are we doing here? That's fucking amazing. It's so stupid. I don't think I've watched it since. There was, I was in a pre-cal class or whatever, and for some reason, as part of my math class, we took a field trip to the movies to go see... Um, God damn it. Remember, remember the Titans. We watched that in class too, but to be fair, they filmed it at my high school. Oh. But I don't remember oh, it at well, all. That's cool. <laughs> and I think that's why we watched it. That's super cool. I think that we watched it because uh, Miss Hudson thought it was important as like social commentary mm. and shit like that. So she's like, it's not math, but it's important for being a good human. Yeah. Well, that's nice. So I appreciate that. Yeah, I know. Looking out for you. She's cool. She actually was a college athlete when my dad was coaching at UNC, so I'd known her since I was like a little kid. Oh my and then God. I am bad at math, and I was also a senior and didn't care. So like I was pulling a D in that class, and she had to have a conversation with me that was super awkward. Oh, the worst. Yeah. She's like, I'm disappointed in oh, your conversation. When somebody knows you, and you're just like, yeah. Oh. I can't just like shoot a, give him the bullshit that I would give any other teacher. I have to actually like digest it. Uh, and like Ugh. take it to heart. Yeah. All of that stuff. It's not fun. Boo. And I never use math again. No, I really don't. <laughs> I don't. There's like, yeah. Math is not part of my job or my life. And that might be through choice or it might be through chance. But either way, I'm happy with it. Yeah, I know the decimal trick to tip 20%. And that's all I need to know. Boom. That's I knew that because I was waiting tables. And so I could like back in the day when restaurants were a thing that I would go to, I could like do change and do all that stuff super fast. And now I'm like, the opposite of Rain Man, whatever that would be. I know I actually haven't been to a restaurant in so long. I don't know what would happen. <laughs> I just yeah no we're supposed to go to one for um our holiday party air quotes um we're just all going out to dinner together yeah so that'll be my first time sitting down in a restaurant since March of 2020 oh my god I know it better be a good restaurant I hope so because they're Normally, whenever they order food to bring in, it's, like, fucking healthy, vegan, Ugh. spicy. Like, it's not my jam. I am the most basic of... Not basic basic, but I don't like to eat healthy stuff. No. So, especially yeah. for a night out. Yeah. But I'm not a big drinker, so I can't even... Anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> the popular songs from 2012, we had Starships by Nicki Minaj. 
Um, I will wait for you, Mumford and Sons. We are never, ever getting back together by Taylor Swift. And the song of the year, in my opinion, was Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen. A, cl- a classic. I mean, what that a... That one still slaps. It's a great song. Could I name a single other song by her? No. Never. But that's a great song. But can song. I sing every fucking word to that song at the top of my lungs any times it comes on? Yep. Yeah. Good for her. I know. Um, Pop culturally... 2012 the sexiest man alive was Channing Tatum so I guess they knew that when they were doing sexy people and I didn't know that so I didn't get the joke until just now Well, I remember they aggressively didn't show the front of the magazine and when Kristen when she sees it she's like not him so I was like I wonder if they didn't know it yet right maybe maybe well then sexy people was season two so maybe I don't know when sexiest man alive comes out I'm not a big not, No, I'm not studied in it. No, except for damn, damn Harry Hamlin, who I think about that every time he pops up on Beverly Hills. Yeah. <laughs> and she always, Rina always calls him his full name because he deserves it. He does. He's, he is a fucking talent. He's done so much. Veronica Mars. And he seems like a quality individual. The only thing that I can really hold against him is that he's married to Lisa Renna. Really? I would love to go live in his like bunker with him where he grows his own food and makes his own sauce. He's apparently he's like and then he's like doing all this cooking and baking. He makes pies. He's just he is a uh-huh. jack of all trades. Yeah. Um, 2012 also had I mentioned this because Dan's currently, I think, playing Call of Duty, but Call of Duty Black Ops 2 grossed 500 million in 24 hours to become the biggest launch of all time. And then on a sad note, Whitney Houston died. So boy, moving along. Yeah, that sucks. That was a rough one. Yeah, I feel bad for her. That documentary was heartbreaking. I didn't watch it. It's good, but it's sad to see how so many people fail someone. I mean, I feel like that happens a lot whenever somebody's benefiting from somebody and it's easier to go along and get along. Yeah. A lot of that shit will just get overlooked. Yeah. But Britney's free All now. Right. I know. All right. So Don't Trust the Bee aired from 2012 to 2013 on ABC for two seasons, 26 episodes, and is rated a 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb. This says um, for the summary that Chloe is a New York party girl with the morals of a pirate. She causes trouble for her naive small time roommate, June, and Chloe's best friend, James Vanderbeek. It stars Kristen Ritter, Dreama Walker, James Vanderbeek, Eric Andre, Ray Ford, and Michael Blakelock. So, Emily, what do you love about Don't Trust the Bee? I think this humor is so up my alley. I just, it's so weird. I love the, even though I'm someone where I'm like, I don't really like Seinfeld because I don't really like just a bunch of awful people. I think Mm -hmm. Chloe's type of awful is just, it's so off the wall and so weird and such a perfect setup for her as Jessica Jones, you know, which is kind of the like very calm, neutral version of Chloe. And I, yeah. I just, and the the cast is so good. Like Michael Blakelock is um, like a UCB guy and Eric Andre is a stand-up comedian. And I love anything meta. So the uh, James Vanderbeek line, like storyline, and then him having Dean Kane on it and Seven Sorbo. And I just think that like Hollywood adjacent kind of thing is, is just so funny. And I, I just was cracking up rewatching it just at, at how weird it is and just how like the the fact that there's the whole episode with 
where she's a Chloe's like a comic book character called Tall Slut No Panties. Yeah. It's like if you say that to someone, you sound like a sick weirdo, but it's so weird and so funny that they actually draw the comic and they animate it. Like I just feel like there was a lot of heart and like a very specific kind of humor in this show that was a little mean but always kind of ended in a sweet way like they they the main people like each other a lot and are there for each other yes there's definitely heart behind all of this stuff like chloe is a nightmare she is a horrible human being but everything seems to work out for her and sometimes you find out that the horrible things she was doing were actually to benefit somebody close to her like when she fucking has June come to her house at Thanksgiving and makes June to pretend to be in a wheelchair because of her mom who's in a wheelchair and then gets her basically kicked out. And she's like, well, we're telling them that you're going to move out. And so they gave me a lot of money. Here's money for you to go home and see your family at Christmas. Right. Like she has a planner. Even when James Vanderbeek is like trying to seduce June jokingly. Oh and then at God. the end, he's like, you know what? I was just kidding. I'm sorry. Like, we're we're friends here. I'll kiss you and prove it, which was very nice of him. Uh, I just think that they're so like they get to be catty, but they still like each other a lot. Yeah. So I have listed as my things like it's truly hilarious and infinitely rewatchable. Like, yes, I finished watching all the episodes. And then this morning I just put on a few others and I just watched them recently and they're still freaking hilarious. Like, I love it. I love um, James Vanderbeek playing James Vanderbeek, like all of his douchey actor things that he does. I love all of the different like fictionized filmography things that they show of his are amazing. Um, I think the humor for this show is edgy and probably a little ahead of its time and was not appreciated the way that it deserves to be. No, I, I do wonder if in a post Jessica Jones world, people would want to see that character from Kristen Ritter. Cause I think we, cut women a lot less slack in terms of not being likable in media i mean Mm -hmm. people loved veep like i think veep was pretty undeniably just like awful and hilarious but otherwise you kind of want uh, women to be a certain way and she's just like so chloe's so off the walls that it's like if you're not used to it it's surprising but you're right i've re i've rewatched that show so many times because it's just it's easy to put on so easy um who are some of your favorite characters I mean, besides Chloe and Jay, I love Luther, the assistant. I think he's so yes. funny. The fact that he was the wardrobe master on Designing Women and dressed that little <laughs> big girl in shoulder pads. I just love that when he keeps quoting his play that he wrote, and he's like, you would get that if you read my play, that he's so devoted to James, but also so snippy himself. And I love Robin. Like, I think Liza Lapira is so funny. And whenever she pops up in things, I'm like, oh, my God, it's the girl from Don't Trust the Bee. Like, the fact that she's just super wealthy and is just, like, lurking and just and is, <laughs> come home she's covered so in blood. She's so obsessed with Chloe. She, like, has the air vent that, like, she can hear everything. And, <laughs> and she's like, Chloe, you did a really good job. Thanks, God. <laughs> it's so weird and again that could have been played 
meanly as like, oh, isn't it sad that this girl is obsessed with her? But it's like, no, this girl has so much money. She has like a great apartment. She's this is how she gets her. This is what she does for fun is she stalks Chloe. (laughs) And Chloe is such a horrible person. You can't fault anybody for anything they do to her because she deserves it. No, I mean, even when she was when June, she was paying June to get to do things with Chloe secretly. And then at the end, like Chloe finds out and decides to let her do the final thing give her a toast and they say it's on the house they don't make her pay four hundred dollars and chloe's like we did a good thing it's like yeah that was nice like that made robin's year it was nice of you (laughs) to let her fall off that banister and do a toast to you (laughs) oh my god i so luther is definitely one of my favorites um and then james and chloe but I love June's mom, Connie. <gasps> yes. Her and her dad, like whenever they are on like those like Skype calls or Zoom calls and like the dad's just being fucking dad daddish in the background and like the mom is just like she's so funny. I love her relationship with James that she develops and she's just she's great. When she has to tell James that he's not sexy. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> she's like closing it. Bye, got to go. Yeah. She doesn't want to tell him. <laughs> oh, I love that. So like, but I, the two characters that I don't really like, and it doesn't mean that I like hate them, but I don't enjoy them as much would be Mark and June. A hundred percent. June is a real Dave from Happy Endings. And yes. in rewatching, it was even worse than I remembered. She is such a tremendous wet blanket to the extent <laughs> that it's like, why is she here? Like everything and just the constant like, like dumb like she just always looks like what's going on and it just was mad and she's a perfectly good actor i don't have a problem with her but this character in this world is so blah compared to chloe and james and luther and robin it's like i get that she's supposed to be the one that's kind of the normal one but she is so boring and just constantly so stupid and makes the dumbest choices and it's like i can't and mark is just weird he's just so weird (laughs) he like i think the part that really turned me off about him was what he was putting up with in his relationship with jennifer and you just hear about like what a nightmare their relationship is and he's just like such a freaking doormat like i can't Uh, but even when he has the um when june has the internship and he's like can you come in and open and close because i don't trust this person was it pepper that he didn't trust i think it was pepper Uh, yeah i think pepper's stealing and so can you do all this work it's like what are you doing mark i like pepper more than i like mark yeah, Pepper's actually pretty funny. Pepper's funny, and he just is there, there was... to complain. Him and June are just both like, oh, life sucks. Why aren't we in finance? Go get a different job, jerks. Yeah. I did think it was funny that Mark had the fucking job at Just Beans, like, hours after the whole um, <laughs> so can't have company a folded. gap in the resume. He started <laughs> out very funny, but then just quickly became just a nag. Like, just being like, he was like this annoying voice of reason to June to be like, why are you putting up with that? Why are you doing this? And it's like, I don't need both you and June dragging us all down. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if it would have been as funny if they were more wild because i feel like they you need a straight person for all these people to bounce off of yeah and it just sucks sucks to suck that's the thing is i get it's like again it's the dave it's the ross it's the ted mosby it's the you know like june is that but 
and I ha- God, I hated Ted Mosby. I hated Dave. Oh, we all do. Ross was okay, but he, she just June is just like June. Come on, <laughs> like be more cool, like your mom. And just the constant, like, oh, my parents sunk everything into grad school. It's like, well, why did you? do this then why didn't you get a job like it feel- i'm like june you you ruined your family <laughs> <laughs> and now you work at a coffee shop yeah that's your job i can't imagine they were making much money for that but that's why chloe's side scams were crucial yeah yeah she needs chloe one of my things so we were talking about how luther is snappy i wrote down a couple of my favorite quotes from one episode so it's when luther is having to be james's wingman and he says like get your purse in your heels and click clack on out of here click clack and then she he also said i know you think you're pretty but you're sean astin pretty not vanderbeek pretty (laughs) (laughs) he's so he's so i mean Every time that he was on the screen and the way that he tried to support James and like J- when James had those beak jeans. Yeah, and he's just like, in a beak. <laughs> he's just he's so loyal, but it doesn't mean that he's like a sycophant. Yes, I love that. And when his obsession with the movie The Help, which actually came out in 2011. <laughs> so they're, they're doing what is it like the dating game or whatever. I love any time they, like I said, mention James. Um fictional filmography so that i guess he had hosted some dating show and they didn't listen to his ideas for it so then he decides to like make this whole dating show that they all compete in and fucking they have to do like a question part or whatever luther wrote the questions and fucking chloe just answers the help for everything and she's she's right i mean when we get that james movie a bit of bava that fake guy (laughs) richie movie and he's just wearing a little fedora <laughs> or when he's got the fucking stress induced flop sweat and they show him in milk with the mustache fu- like peeling off of him. It's so awful. Like he really was willing to be humiliated to be funny on this show, which I appreciate so much. And the fact that he went on to actually do Dancing with the Stars. Yes. It's. He can dance. Yeah. He fucking killed it. Yeah. He's phenomenal so they did that one episode um where you see him actually do his dance and actually i noticed this morning they showed dean kane and he's actually got his hair slicked back with the superman curl down during dancing with the stars but they showed james do his dance and then at the end like the little outro or like post credit scene he's like i know that i did not learn all of that dance for producer the producers to cut it down to 20 seconds so here you go you're welcome and it shows like the full dance <laughs> It's I love that kind of like breaking the fourth wall, just silly. He's so he's so talented. What a man. He really is. When they did on Sexy People, the post credit was him on the set of the photo shooting. He's like talking about the horse. He's like, Who who's that secretariat over there? Because the way you guys are fawning all over him. What he's and like somebody hands him a somebody hands him a bottle of water. He's like, All right, good. Can we get one that's not hot as hellfire? And he tells him, like, oh, the, you know, his the horse's trailer is bigger than mine. It should be based on star size, not body size. <laughs> Like, the fact that he was willing to play... Because it wouldn't have been funny if he played a nice celebrity. Like, that's not fun. What's fun no. is his his being totally oblivious. Like, when he shoots the father-daughter body swap movie with Kieran and Shipka, and he's filming it, and everyone realizes how creepy it is. And they're like, okay, shut it down. And he's like, I thought that was some of my best work. And they're like, <laughs> no. This is awful and upsetting. Because he's like, so you upsetting. got your period all over me and the Jenkins meeting or whatever. <laughs> I was like, 
<laughs> at cheerleading tryouts. So will you embarrass me at the Jenkins meeting? And I was like, oh. <laughs> and they're like, oh no, this is so messed up. It's it's like it's the only body swap that hasn't been attempted yet. <laughs> like there's a reason. Yeah, it's not right. So there's one scene um at the beginning of the series where he's teaching a like a acting class or whatever at a college to get James Franco. Girl- Yes, yeah, so the girl that is, there's a redheaded gal in that scene who has like two lines. I went to high school with her, and she and I did like theater together. So whenever I watch that episode, I was like, it's Joanna. Oh, in the first episode, the woman that June's fiance is cheating on her with, Nurse Nicole, was the roommate yeah. of my friend, and I saw her perform in a couple of musicals because she's like a musical theater rock of ages dancer and singer, <laughs> and she plays Nurse Nicole with a super high pitched baby voice. <laughs> And I was like, hey, that's Kat. I know her. <laughs> that's so weird. It's so weird. But I'm also like very jealous that she got to like film a scene with bitchy James Vanderbeek on Don't Trust the Bee. I, I mean, yeah. It's amazing. Then, and then in the in the episode where Chloe takes over People magazine, one of the 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 blonde that works for her was is uh, an actress, Kimmy Gatewood from the show Glow, who directed my old boss's movie. Uh, that came to netflix and so i was like oh my god she had like four lines in this and then she directed like a netflix original film we're basically famous we're by proxy basically now. because i've seen i've been in i've eaten snacks from the same plate as those people <laughs> <laughs> but neither of them were were in scenes with J- i get no james comes in at one point because he goes and gets mad that he's not in the magazine so oh yeah ugh. he does so let's go ahead and skip to that real quick. So some of your favorite episodes, my absolute favorite with a bullet is Sexy People. I love that fucking episode. I had thought it was my favorite, but I realized I just really love Chloe taking over the magazine. I think that part is so funny. I don't like the June being attracted to James and saying she has blue tubes. I do like when he comes in and tortures her and like spills the smoothie all over himself. He's like, oh, so. And then he does the push ups. And when he's doing the push ups, instead of saying six, he says sex and I... like makes eye contact with her. And then Luther has the fucking like pictures of James, unflattering pictures of James, like James after too much salt, James brushing his teeth on the toilet. And then he comes in butt ass naked. He's like, only, I only had this little tiny towel and it's like a washcloth and he throws it over shoulder it's i mean he's he's so attractive but the june part of it made me so uncomfortable yeah yeah she i mean she's a sheep bah, bah. <laughs> where they uh where they think that chloe killed that uh that pilates girl is so funny because the way that chloe has a standoff with that girl the way that chloe rolls her eyes at her and hates her so much so immediately is was hysterical to me like well she is the embodiment of things that i really dislike in people anyways so like she was like abbreviating a bunch of words yeah. and just trying to be queen b but actually being a twat yeah so i like when chloe kind of like puts her foot down or she can see through people's bs and she does it to protect june yeah so i like that's she has very redeemable qualities. She, d- I despite mean, despite some of the shit you say. When she tells her, like, you don't need to abbreviate words. You're unemployed. You have the time. But then that other girl who won't stop quoting La Bamba. 
Like, I just love, and then at the end, when you find out when June's like, I'll help you run away, here's some money from the cash register. Chloe's like, oh, it was just, it was sweet. And it was just so funny to see Chloe kind of have to assert her alphaness in the, yes. in the group. Yes. Um, I like the reunion episode. Cause like I said, Dawson's Creek was my jam back in the day. So having all the whole episode be centered around that and making fun of, I guess, that oh and then then this is the part i want to talk about they have um june's presentation where she's talking about one woman becomes two and it's the circle of life and it's that picture that she photoshopped of rafiki holding up baby simba but it's james's face on both of them (laughs) it's it's, june is like she she hits the mark like 50 percent of the time is the thing and it's that's why it's so hard like i love when i love in tall slut no panties I think it's she's so funny being like, Chloe, you actually do like this thing. But then she draws that her own uh, comic, Sissy and Trina. But when James is like, did you send me one where the girls break onto the set of Dawson's Creek and kidnap me and make me be their math teacher? And she goes, no. And he goes, good, because that was creepy. I gave that to the FBI. Like that (laughs) setup was really funny. But then she draws Chloe another comic book. And I'm like, this isn't cute anymore. She's like 26. I don't want to see this weird comic she drew. And she'd made two copies. That's crazy. That's crazy pants. Scan it in. Take a picture with your phone. I can't imagine drawing all that shit. There was. Oh, and then at the end of that episode, fucking Mark Paul Gossler comes in and talks to James about living in the moment and like is pitching his book. And you've got Zach Morris and Dawson just sitting there and like fucking June is basically orgasming watching it another man who aged very well oh man i had a poster of him on my wall when i was growing up i never i never watched the show but i could see him now and go i appreciate that he's good looking and he was on happy endings too yeah this guy's and then there's a part in one of my other episodes i like love monster or loving monsters they have this um part where june's like i made a video of you and whatever that dude's name is she's like but i didn't have any pictures of him so i just used dave from happy endings (laughs) i think the the ultimate placeholder of a human being for real oh his name's benjamin that's what it is and then i love the freaking Little story they tell when Chloe's like on her way to the airport and she's talking about how she was motivated because she fell into step with this bee and the bee is like eating a lumberjack breakfast and it's Chloe's voice narrating it, but like the mouths are moving together. (laughs) That fucking bee is hilarious. Like homegirl was famished. I love, I always think that is such a funny gag when it's someone else's voice. I just love that. And when, when, uh, when Chloe is trying to set up June with her dad and then he's talking about, my mom never took me horseback riding or skiing. And then you find out the mom was in a wheelchair. Oh, my God. And they're like, and the guy's like, she can't go biking with me. And she was like, she's in a wheelchair. And it turns out they'd only been apart for like a couple of days. Yeah. When she hooks her up with June. Like, oh. It was so, like, it was just so off the wall and like a little bit mean. But that's what I liked about the show, you know? Or even when she adopts a foster kid to be her (gasps) assistant. And that's so awful. But then she gets the kid placed with like diplomats. So it's like she she had an end game that was good. But when you're seeing it, you're like, oh my God, like just that joke. Imagine how out. Outrage, like what's what's that like Christian television counselor or whatever? And there's 
like a foster kid just being used for child. Although uh, they wouldn't care about that. But yeah, right. <laughs> <you know? laughs> well, even in the first episode, Chloe gets that kid, um, Jeremy, that's working for her fiance. Like it's the subject of the study. She so gets him drunk. drunk to find out about the Nicola girl. And when he throws up and falls over and she just goes back to drinking. <laughs> like, She's a horrible human being. Yeah. Or is she? No, exactly. Like, there is enough to root for there where she's not just straight up. Of, I mean, she's hilarious and I wouldn't want to live with her, but I'd be her friend. Yeah. Well, there's one part that made me laugh because it was in uh, Shiitake Nashi. Freaking Chloe puts on panties because, like, she's upset <laughs> that June got to be the subject of the next um, issue. And so then they make up and she takes off her panties. She goes, oh, I can see. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? June's was like, small bowling girl talks a lot was her <laughs> comic. But when she's sitting there and she finally has underwear on and she's like, I can't get comfortable. <laughs> She flings them out that it. window. I mean, like, okay, the fact At that Eli. she started that hot, hot jam site to make them money. Okay, that's not good. But then it's really bad when she gives June some of the money and goes, well, I feel bad about that bathroom camera. <laughs> I was like, oh, my oh. God, a bathroom camera. I fucking. So there's one part um, when James goes on to Dancing with the Stars for that episode and June is not telling him that Chloe is subletting his apartment and she feels guilty. So she goes and she's watching TV and every channel she turns on is a James Vanderbeek thing. So it's like his energy drink. Um, and then they show a clip of him like now, obviously, but trying to do Dawson's Creek. He's got this wig on. And he's like tying a rope around his tree. He's like, the one thing Graham's taught me was never to lie. It is so and they've got that girl as a katie home stand-in like it's so fucking funny he was so willing to lean into it and yes. and i love that like he was so committed i think that was i think that's also kind of the problem with june and mark is like everybody is so committed to it to being just crazy and june's character has nothing to commit to and mark is like eric andre's whole comedy thing is being very low energy very like dry very so there's not that same commitment to just the insanity of it so it's easy to be like yeah. well that's such a low compared to the 15 other highs which again you need for the contrast but eh, eh. i agree um I loved the James Vanderbeek Dancing with the Stars arc. And then when he fucking gets kicked off because he was high, the next episode he's in the Hamptons and he's got DWTSPSD for JVBD. It's just fucking amazing. Yeah. Well, I, I, th I think it's a guy across hall that's like, hey, JVBD. <laughs> JVDB. <laughs> what do you think of the shirt? and then he's like going on his bender and he's like i need to go for a walk and he's like walking but then luther's in the car behind him and whenever james is done with the beer luther gets out of the car and runs up and gets him another one and like trades it out it's just like he that man does everything for him the commitment i mean when he not when he gives him that little piece of dressing room oh to go work in because he's like i need someone to take my anger out on and i want that someone to be you how did you not notice his ceiling his room is one third of a ceiling tile bigger than mine i feel like i'm being suffocated i can touch the walls and meanwhile it's like nowhere near the walls <laughs> and then dean kane's like i'm not taking the bait you think i don't count ceiling tiles too my friend <laughs> and poor fred savage gets his room taken <laughs> over 
So there's a couple of times that they have like running. There's a lot of running jokes in the show. One of them being like, get Fred Savage out of makeup because James Vanderbeek is fucking spiraling. There was another small one about like James not knowing what women eat. So he just like assumes whole roasted chickens. <laughs> Cause like he got the one for Busy Phillips, and then like another point in the show, he was like ordered somebody a whole roasted chicken. I was like, this fucking guy, him, he's so good. Him constantly being in competition with like people that don't know who he is is also very funny. Like that he thinks he's hot on the heels of James Franco. Oh, for sure he does. Um, so the Dean Kane rivalry is one of my favorite things. Another one was they used this little sound clip or this music clip is like show they got that what what show they got that good good and it's perfection i fucking get that song in my head all the time after that i feel like it's great music on the show like just every oh, piece yeah. of it is so well designed and just like put together to be just the funniest possible combination of things and everybody has the exact right tone that they should have like even when fox paris comes on paris fox fox paris and fox, she's just yeah. the worst most evil but also pretend good like everybody knows exactly what they're playing into and i feel like that went from sound design to like the sets to just every piece of it i 100 percent agree speaking of set design james vanderbeek having a motorcycle in his living room that he, <laughs> he sits, sits on, on to think deeply <laughs> and him oh the, the gag of him having that flannel shirt ready oh my and god and he brings it with him when he has to go like get things that he wants and that the girls the girls chloe's like do you have another girl over the ones you wear the flannel shirt and she's and then a varsity blues girl walks out of the corner Oh my god, yes. And then there was a part like in the first episode when June's just meeting him and she starts to fucking sing and he looks over his shoulder halfway like, don't. Yeah, he's like, yep, that's the song. But when he says like the Midwest, a Midwestern wedding is my, is oh, my Oh, yes. Thing. That's his fucking sweet spot. Well, and then they bring, they bring that couple back later because James and the bride like F in the coat room. Yeah at the wedding and then she's pregnant and she's like no i got pregnant on day three but luther immediately goes james is not the father <laughs> and then james is like having this conversation with her because he like thinks it could be his kid and he just says to her repeatedly i do not think you'll be a good mother i do not think you'll be a good mother and then she gets upset and starts leaving. He's like wait wait wait, hold on i do not think you'd be a good mother <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's so mean good. but it's funny I mean, I'm hoping that people who are listening this far into this episode have watched it. If yeah. you haven't, we have, I mean, we've said a lot of things, but I don't feel like it would spoil the show for you at all. No, it's because still... it's such a weird, it, it's all in the timing of it and like the, the way that things bounce off each other. So that's why I think it's so rewatchable is that it's not necessarily the story, the arc of it doesn't matter as much as kind of each individual moment just being so highly like honed for comedy. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Um, okay, so is there anything you would do differently for this show? It's tough because it goes back to that thing of like, June is such a drag, but I think we need that or everyone else would get exhausting. But I do just fully tune out June in every episode. Like, I don't even Mark. It's like I can have that character in small doses and it's fine. But just June is just so just so continuously like 
shocked by everything happening. Here's the thing. Chloe's whole thing about, like, she scares girls away so they don't live in the city. If Chloe, if June didn't leave with Chloe, June would have had to go home because June wouldn't have been able to make any money. She wouldn't have been Mm -hmm. self-sufficient. She wouldn't have been, like, I don't feel like there's any growth for her at all she just is kind of always following chloe around and so yeah and again i think the actress dreama walker is like i don't think it's her fault it just the writing is so heavily skewed towards everyone else i don't i don't know what they could do differently but if they developed her just a little to be a little more human likable three-dimensional and not just like sad sack because honestly in a rewatch i was like god i forgot how much she drags this down june june sucks she really had that whole like whenever she and mark tried to like have sex eh, that was weird i didn't need that no even just anything with her trying to be like sexual when they do the hot jam and it's just like the repeated of her like licking jam off her fingers and i was like ew yeah i don't find her sexy nah, it, she's so sad <laughs> so sad and even it's i think i think it's i think like with happy endings whatever dave ross etc they're one of like six and she's kind mm-hmm. of one of two like she's 50 percent of the show and that's tough if they had maybe made bump james up even a little more bumped robin and luther up a little more to being more central and bump june down a little bit so even Eli can get in there yes Eli who like just have all the like kind of tertiary characters a little more June just a little less just so that it's not like every storyline of hers was just if it wasn't her and Chloe I was like I don't I don't want this yeah I don't I don't care about anything that happens with June she's just like a point for everybody else like we wouldn't without June we wouldn't get her mom and dad right so that's they're the best part of her. Right. Or James Vanderbeek getting to like re-experience that kind of Midwestern thing. Like I like that they're actually friends, but I'm like, I don't need I don't need June here this much. <laughs> and it makes me feel bad, but she's just it consistently every episode her storylines are the least interesting it's always like i liked when she had the job because her boss was funny you know or Mm -hmm. fox paris was funny or like it's it's she's the entryway to people that aren't her right a hundred percent a hundred percent the only thing i put down was um to have the series aired in the correct order and more episodes i mean the last like what eight to ten episodes didn't even ever air no that's the other part like it how many episodes and it's yeah like you said like eight to ten episodes never even made it thank god they're on hulu but then i remember when they came to i think they might have started on netflix but i remember them being out and there was not even any real uh advertising or, or around the fact that there were episodes like i remember i was just watching it and then i was like i never saw this one i never saw this one i oh these never aired what's happening it's ABC really fucking screwed the pooch in the early 2010s. This is a show, but like the they cr- fucked it up. They bought, I mean, the creator, Nanachka Khan, went on to do Fresh Off the Boat. So it's like she still had that. I can't believe she gave ABC such a hit after what they did to her. For real. Maybe she was under contract or something. Maybe. I just was like, you guys made bank off her. But again, like, I'm glad Kristen Ritter was freed up to do Jessica Jones because I can't imagine anyone else doing that role. She was so perfect in that. 
She was fantastic. And I actually follow James Vanderbeek on Instagram. He has, I think, like five, I, maybe six kids. I had to unfollow there was him like, because of all the kids. <laughs> well, there was one thing that he posted, like, I think it was to his stories, and his daughter was playing the Paula Cole song and, like, singing it, but had no idea of its origin or its relation to her father. It was just so funny. He's like, uh, the fuck? <laughs> I, tr- I was following him for so long, and I was like, I can't see these 18 blonde Aryan children anymore. <laughs> They moved to Texas, so there's some good uh, nature photography. To go raise all those 15 kids. That's so many kids. I just feel like every day she was having a new kid, and I was like, I can't do this. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) I'm over it. At least Chris and Ritter will post, like, knitting. And I'm like, good for you. I love that. I've, I've been doing a lot of crocheting in the past several months i made a really nice blanket for myself and i made one for my little baby niece oh and i made a shit ton of fucking hats and i made dan some in like fucking pittsburgh colors so he wears them around the house all the time that's nice that's a skill it's good times thank you i watched youtube videos for how to do it (laughs) oh genius i there's a lot of like abbreviations and stuff that's confusing when you're trying to read patterns. Yeah. So like I just YouTube video have some older woman from the UK tell me how to do it while I watch her. I feel like at one point a couple years ago, Kristen Ritter had like a pattern that she was sharing with people that like she had designed. And I was like, good for you. Well, guess what I'm going to be looking up after we finish you today. You got to admit whatever, whatever Kristen Ritter was doing. I'm going to. A hundred percent I'm going to. like it's, And it's easier for me when I'm watching TV shows to be doing something with my hands that's like crocheting instead of scrolling my phone because then Oof. I find myself like actually paying attention. Whereas if I'm on my phone, I miss a lot of shit. That's smart. I need to give. I used to knit, but I stopped like 15 years ago. <laughs> but I should get back into it. <laughs> it's fun. I like it. Um, okay, so do you have anything else you want to discuss before we marry, bang, and kill? <sighs> I mean, I feel like we really, I feel like we really sold this show. And if anyone is listening and hasn't seen it or hasn't didn't watch all the episodes that didn't air, I feel like they're gonna want to watch it. We made this show sound great, even though I complained a lot about fifty percent of the cast. <laughs> <laughs> Not fifty percent, but someone who's on too much fifty percent of the main yeah, character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. I am catching what you're pitching. I got you. <laughs> All right. So then who who do you want to marry, bang, and kill, babe? I mean, I think you got to marry Chloe. I think long term, she's a good time. She's a provider. She'll always have the money. If you're willing to look the other way, she will. <laughs> she will keep the trains running on time. You know, like she has supported herself. She supports June, basically, and then you get the friendships of, like, James Vanderbeek, etc. You get Robin will come bring you some blueberry yogurts. You know, you reap all those benefits that Chloe provides whenever she hangs out with dignitaries. Bang James Vanderbeek. (laughs) Don't marry him only because I think long-term his character in the show is so self-centered and I think would be a cheater and I think is just, like, he's not partner material. But I want to be with <laughs> Chloe and look at him every day. Fair. And I think I would kill. I think I would kill Mark. He's okay. because you know what? June has something to live for and Mark really doesn't have anything to live for. 
He doesn't. He has nothing. He's tragic. He's so tragic. It's so sad. Nothing goes right. So it, sad. He's such a downer. I, I can't kill June because I can't do that to her parents. You That's know? true. Oh, my God. So the only I forgot to mention the only time that I really enjoyed Mark was when him and James were trying to, like, figure out what to write in this card for June and, like, exploring his feelings for her. Yeah. And they had that scene where, like, they get in their underwear and they're sitting on the floor and, like, touching each other's knees. And he realizes that, like, his acting teacher had, like, <laughs> assaulted him yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But, like, th- yeah. And then the, the, he, James fucks it up by doing the mind fork and telling June about the crush. But, like, when it was the two, James and Mark, I found that actually kind of the most entertaining that Mark was ever in the show. I mean, James elevated everyone he was in a scene with. A hundred percent. He really does. He's a fucking pro. He really is. And he lets, I think he lets other people be funny at his expense, which is hard to do. Yes. And not in a sad sack way. There's one line where he says like he hates something. He's like, I hate it more than I hate applause for other people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he just is so nasty and good. He, yes, I like, I am obsessed with his character on the show which is why i'm actually gonna marry him <laughs> fair look it's, it's a t- because he is a dream he is there he's endlessly entertaining i feel like you can get out of it if you go into it with mitigated expectations you'll be fine and that's i would know what i was getting into yeah and be cool with it i'm going to bang chloe because you know she's fucking good that's she a good time girl. to be <laughs> She's got to be fucking amazing. Yeah. And Kristen Ritter is a smoke show. She is so fucking Who stunning. Who else can pull off bangs like that? No Nobody. One. No And one. her fashion, the shit she wears in the show, so she looks cool. amazing. She, her sunglasses oh. consistently incredible. She had like this one outfit. It was like a floor length flowy red skirt with like um, a one shouldered black. I look tank topish yeah. and then she had like a fur thing over the top but she looked so elegant when you so see gorgeous. her next to when when june tells robin what she'll be wearing so that they can wear matching clothes and you see her in this like insane yellow dress and then you see another person in it you're like oh that's an insane outfit but you are pulling it off she pulls it off like she is so fun to look at but then she's also so entertaining so funny yeah, I can't say enough like, good things. Carrie Bradshaw, who? Uh, Carrie Brad. I watched Sex in the City again recently. Carrie Bradshaw and got shit on fucking Chloe. Nothing. Her outfits were absurd. They were ridiculous. I don't know how we ever thought that was working. And we're about to do it again. <laughs> I know. Oh god. And then I'm gonna kill Fox Paris because she, like, her character. We already had a Chloe. We didn't need another Chloe. And she was doing a bad job at being a Chloe. And so I just get her out of here. Yeah. Yeah. The the better Chloe was the original B, Sarah Wright Olsen, who was in Marry Fucking Me with Casey Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. She's, oh, yeah. She wasn't that. She's just like, she's great. I love her. That was, I loved, I feel like as much as I wanted the show to continue, the last episode was a good episode to end on. Yeah, too bad they didn't air it. But yeah, for those who went I and know. watched it in its entirety, I think it's a nice little... Like, I don't mind ha- as much as it makes me mad to have these great shows end. It's like, I like that I have some of these, like, two, one, two, three season shows that I can revisit. And it's not like 15 seasons where the last eight suck. Yeah, that's rough. That's not my favorite. There's a lot of shows that I'll... I really, really like... 
but then the last season sucks. So like New Girl, I always stop watching it like episode or season five, the Mindy Project. I stop watching after a certain season. Like it's just they lose their steam. So I'm glad that this is like its perfect little bubble. Yeah. You can put on any episode and you're not like, oh, they kept making this. Yeah. This there's like maybe maybe one sh- episode that i didn't think was great but i can't recall it off the top of my head no because it probably had at least like a b storyline that was great exactly oh my god there was that one episode where benjamin comes back into town to di- direct james in the sunglasses commercial Oof. and like it's all in the bathrooms <laughs> like oh it's so good like it's so weird if, if people are listening that haven't watched the show we've truly described insanity <laughs> I know. It's such a weird, but it specific... it works. Yeah. It's so good. If you haven't watched it and you don't have Hulu, message me and I'll give you my login, man. <laughs> That's how committed you are to the B. <laughs> That's how committed I am. And I'll also freaking text you the correct episode order to watch. And although on IMDb and the stuff I sent you, I think that one of those was flip-flop because they had the Thanksgiving episode and then the Halloween episode. Oh, yeah. And I feel like those were supposed to be flops. I had thought I had forgot. I thought I had the right order in my head and I messed up one and was like, oh, what's happening? And then I got back on track. and was like, this is okay. I wonder, do you think the name of the show, Don't Trust the Bee, was as much of a deterrent to people as like the name Cougar Town was for a long time? Like, people wouldn't watch it because they were like, I'm not going to watch a show called Cougar Town. And then you start watching, you're like, oh, this is actually really funny. I feel like Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23 is such a name. Yeah. That it's, it's like. It's a fucking mouthful. Yeah. I wonder how much that kept just the casual viewer from putting it on. Well, I mean, if you can't fucking write a good, ep- like, series title, I don't trust you to write the show. <laughs> I think it's a very funny title. I think it works but I feel like it works because I've seen it and maybe I can't and I can't see it from the outside now because I've I'm I'm in Oz, man. I can't see black and white. Yeah, I don't remember specifically how I felt about that one, but I remember distinctly being like, I'm not going to watch Cougar Town. And then when I actually caught a couple episodes, I was like, all right, this is hilarious. And there were all okay, these articles. Now I need to watch fucking Cougar Town. I've never seen Cougar Town. It has one of your Dawson's Creek's people, Busy Phillips. Okay, so I'm not going to get too deep into that, but I had a real fucking hatred of busy phillips because i didn't watch the last two seasons of dawson's creek because they aired when i was in college yeah. so like i didn't see them so but i knew she was dating pacey on the show so i just like hated her for that yeah. and i didn't give her a fair chance the anger i had towards kaylee cuoco for so many years because she came into charmed in the eighth season as a new sister and i refused to watch and i was like what you're blonde get out of here what are you doing it's the power of three and so i hated her yeah. for so long <laughs> that's fair so i get it however the flight attendant is a really good show i need to watch it i have it that should be the next one i watch with my family watch the flight attendant and it's 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 a quick watch Mm -hmm. and it's entertaining as hell okay yeah that's okay good to know that is a that's honestly a ringing endorsement 
Oh, yay. Yeah. High, high recommend. Okay. Dan and I watched it together, and it was one of those shows where I didn't have to beg him to watch the next episode. Yeah. I mean, because I'm now Team Kaylee because I wound up catching some Big Bang Theory reruns being like, she is anchoring this. Like, this is her. She's the only reason to tune in. I think she's got great comedic timing. Yes. A hundred percent. And I think she got, like, you get such guff for being on a show like that, but she is so genuinely talented, and it's why she's had, like, four sitcoms. For real, though. And... Um, her stylist, I guess, is what he's called, Brad Goreski. Mm. I follow him on social media because his last name is super similar to mine. <laughs> and because he's from a Bravo show. Yeah. But, like, she looks like a freaking angel and all the stuff he puts her in, like, these neon dresses. Like, she is just... Well, tens across the board she's such a big animal person she like helps with pitbull rescue organizations which i love i think that's so wonderful so i'm very team kaylee i need to watch the show yeah watch the flight attendant and then let me know when- so like i like to keep up with people when they're watching shows that i recommended okay. so like drew hallam is watching twin peaks right now Ooh. and he have you seen twin no. peaks <laughs> oh man okay so it is it is a weird motherfucking show. Yeah. And so he was kind of messaging like, um, <laughs> this is weird. I was like, okay, think of it like a soap opera instead of like a regular show. I w- like, that might help. I want to watch it so I can get to the season, the re- the reboot season that Naomi Watts is in. <laughs> I didn't know she was in it. That show, I tried to rewatch it again, like before Halloween, because it's like creepy-ish. But I was like, man, I you got to be in the right frame of it's mind for that show. It seems like a commitment. It is, and you have to really be willing to go with it, because it's it's off, man. I like that guy, Kyle MacLachlan. I knew him primarily from Sex and yeah. the City before I watched Twin Peaks, but now I associate him with Twin Peaks over Sex and the City. So when I watched Sex and the City, I was like, fucking Agent Cooper. No, it's not Cooper. Yeah. I forget his name in the show. I think it's Is Cooper. It? Okay. Something. All right, Emily. Yes. That's it. We did it. We did Don't Trust the V. What a great, what a great show. What a great reason to like rewatch it. I feel like with the amount of content that comes out every day, it's hard to feel like I can go back and rewatch something I love. But this way I was like, well, I need to because it's for homework. So I can and no one can stop me. And I can take over the living room TV and be like, "Uh, I need to do my research. I'm going on a show. So we all have to watch this. Yes, I fucking love that. I will give you all the excuses you ever need. <laughs> and then we're going to do Wonderfall next time. It's And that's an easy it. one. I think you'll like it. And it's, oh, the way the network, the way Fox screwed that one over is beyond. <gasps> I love it. That will be our thing for forever. <laughs> there are enough messed ever. up shows out there. There's enough fucking coke-addled exactly. presidents of programming that thought it would be fine yeah. to just mix it all up maniacs <sighs> jackasses <laughs> all right that's it for us everybody have a happy holiday that celebrates europeans being pieces of shit mm-hmm. and eat good food <laughs> and don't kill your family <laughs> i might have to <laughs> oh we're going up to visit dan's family um and he told me, he's like, because we're leaving Wednesday morning because I got my ship covered. And the reason he wanted to leave early is because him and his brother are going to a Penguins game. I wasn't invited. <laughs> so you just got to hold down the fort. I hang out with the fam. It's okay. Linda and I will watch some Harry Potter together. There you go. It'll be fine. <laughs> All right, guys. Deuces. <laughs>